0: Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from cluelessness to consciousness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I talk to Bella Lamb. Bella is the founder and CEO of Coconut Whisk, a vegan, gluten free baking mix company. Bella is a force to be reckoned with. I loved talking to her because she is so inspiring. She reminds all of us that if we have an idea or if we have a dream, that we should just do it. She is also someone who helps with personal development and business, has a blog on wellness. She is seriously amazing. If you want to feel inspired, go ahead and give this one a listen. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah. I'm really excited to chat with you.
1: Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really happy to be here.
0: Thank you. So the podcast is called Consciously Clueless. Because I really want to explore all those places between when you are feeling really conscious and like you're on top of the world and then those moments of complete what is going on, cluelessness and everything in the middle. So where do you feel like you're at right now? Just checking in.
1: Wow, I love that question. I would say I'm always in like, I'm always like in the middle, I think I I always want to I know I'm a student at life always, you know, I, I've done, you know, a lot of quote unquote great things. Um, but it's like, I I know there's so much more to learn and, um, I don't always feel a hundred percent, but I have these like foundational practices I put into my life that pulls me back, that grounds me and that, that I'm so happy that I've built. And then there's like, you know, and then there's times where it's like everything's so confusing, everything's so new. And, um, and, and so, It's kind of like I I can be both, but I'm glad that I've built the foundation for myself to be able to to keep grounded, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you for that. Of course. So you are the founder and CEO of Coconut Whisk. Tell me a little bit about Coconut Whisk.
1: Sure. Coconut Whisk is a mission-driven, vegan, and gluten-free baking mix company that helps modern-day families create healthy indulgences. So we offer baking mixes for pancakes, muffins, cookies. Um, And yeah, our social mission is that we donate a plant-based meal with every single purchase, and that is like the heart of our company. So,
0: Yeah, I saw that. That looks amazing. I also saw that you have been working on sustainable packaging.
1: Yep, exactly. So one of um, our goals within hopefully the next year is to change our current packaging from using um, post-consumer recyclables um, to 100% compostable, um, which means um, you can literally, I think you can just like, you know, um, put in your compost in your yard and it should be um, good to go and um, earth friendly. So we're really excited for that.
0: So going back to coconut whisk, yeah how did that start where did that even come from
1: yeah well it is a story that started in the spring of 2018 um so I'll keep it short and sweet but I I was vegan for about two years at that point I was a soft actually I was a senior in college and um when I went vegan it was mostly because of my health Mm -hmm. um it was for my health, and it, I had some hormonal imbalances, and I really, oh, okay. I just really needed to, yeah, I just really needed to clean up my diet. And I, I found, you know, living a plant-based lifestyle through just watching documentaries, doing my research. I was a public health um, student and, and now a graduate, and I had a lot of vegan, vegetarian friends in my program, and I was just really curious. And so, doing my research, and then fi- finding out that it's also beneficial for the environment and animals, like that mm-hmm. was something that really resonated with me and um overnight I was like I'm just gonna try to go vegan and <laughs> so yeah that was sophomore year of college and um throughout those two years being vegan I realized that you know there's not a lot of options out there um you know when I go to events when I go to festivals or even when I go to the grocery store like finding a, even like a good baking mix you know mm-hmm. um and as a huge baker and, you know, but also as a really busy college student, I wanted something that was semi-homemade, but also healthy. And there was like nothing on the market, um, literally. And so um, fast forward uh, to to my, my senior year was when I actually had the idea for coconut whisk and I was um, it was like, it was just like a light bulb moment. I was in the shower, actually. <laughs> I remember this moment and Isn't I that was funny
0: how that always seems to happen.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And I say this all the time. I'm like, I think the shower, I think it's, it's just cause I'm unplugged, you know, like you're not on your yes. phone. You're not distracted. You're just like, you're just with your thoughts. And it's such a beautiful place to just think. And I had that, I had the idea there and, um, you know, I, it was like crazy. Cause um, when I told Miles about it, after I like jumped out of the shower, grabbed my towel and everything.
0: And Miles is your partner.
1: He's my partner. Yep. He's my business partner and my life partner. we've been together for about, almost six years now. So, okay. um, yeah. And, and so I'm like, Hey Miles, how about we start a vegan and gluten-free baking mix company together? <laughs> and, and He was like, all righty. We're, you're insane because, um, you know, we, we were broke at the time, like struggling to pay the rent. Um, it just wasn't cute. And, you know, we didn't have a biz, we didn't have business degrees. We didn't have business experience, but like there was just something about this idea. And like, I've always wanted to start something on my own on the, even mm-hmm. on the side, um, just, just to let my creativity just flow and, you know, be, be exercise, I guess. And so, you know, we put pen to paper and, um, a week, a week later I, I found out there was a business competition on campus. Um, I just saw this poster and I'm like, I think I should sign up for this. And so we did. And then um, we got hooked up with a mentor, a business plan, um, you know, and then two months, about two months later, or actually no, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like maybe uh, two months after um, I found out about it, we, um, you know, we pitched at the competition and um, we ended up winning the food division. And so that was when the idea really got validated. And wow, yeah, we just launched from there.
0: Sounds like the universe was like, yes, this is a good idea. Here's this competition. Here are these resources.
1: Right. Yeah. It really feels like that. And I think it's because like, I think it's a combination of like, I I always say luck is like the, it's a combination of like preparation and opportunity. And I Mm. feel like, yeah, when I, I, when like at 17 years old, I started doing yoga and, um, and I just started really loving everything, self-help and personal development, um, and just being open to like these opportunities and always being curious. And so um, anytime an opportunity came up, just like the business competition, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so it feels like luck, but I think it's just preparing yourself and mentally being there to, you know, receive, you know, from like the universe, like you said.
0: And (laughs) to be able to, I feel like what I'm learning and diving into right now is that the universe is always talking. We just ignore it so much. So I think that opportunity you're tapping into it sounds like is just hearing it
1: yes yep and just listening right and just cutting the noise out
0: yes absolutely like taking yeah. a shower and cutting the noise like, out
1: right like sometimes like especially in college I overextended myself I stress myself way too much um but now I've learned how to I, I really enjoy just like being at home and not keeping my schedule so busy um because there's so much there's something special about just like working with your energy and, um, not just pushing yourself, you know, all Mm -hmm. the time, then you're able to listen, then you're able to to, like discover these new ideas. And so I give myself space to do that as much as possible.
0: That's such a good learning experience that I think will last all through life to keep reminding ourselves to do that.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah.
0: So how you mentioned your degree in community health or public health?
1: Yeah. Public health. Yep. Exactly. So
0: how did that influence what your business looks like or what you wanted to do with the business? It seems related.
1: Yeah. So I, I initially um, I wanted to be a lot of things um, going out of high school. I was like, I want to be a teacher or um, a nurse, um, something with people. Cause I, I just love helping people. And, but, the, but those fields for me personally, like they just didn't resonate so much because I felt like, um, the, the freedom of time and, um, mm. yeah. And, you know, just, and, and just not being able to maybe express myself fully cre- creatively. Um, and so, but I chose public health, um, just because, you know, like I said, at 17, I got into yoga, holistic health, uh, wellness, and, um, I love the promotion. I love how public health is very like promotional and it's, um, I like how the field is a lot like being the middleman and like being able to make complex health information easy and Mm. digestible for the common person. Um, And I think I'm really good at that just because I, you know, English is my second language and growing up as an immigrant, like i i had to simplify things you know and yeah. i had to like ma- like how do i make sense of the world as you know someone who's a foreigner mm-hmm. um so with that it was like it, it the field just really connected with me and i just loved how i could be you know in the field like educating the public and i just love like almost like it's kind of like a marketing thing like um, for coconut whiskey, I love like the marketing creative aspect. And I feel like I felt like for um, public health, there's a lot of like that creativity and just how to like, how do you communicate to, um, you know, the average Joe, like how to create a nutritious meal or, you know, how to, how to exercise properly or, you know, um, it doesn't go that in depth for public health, but it's just like, you're, you're like a role model, you know? And so that's something I just like leaned on. I'm like, all right, I think this is great. Um, And so that's really how I, um, you know, first got introduced to the, that's why I picked public health. It was just like, I thought it was a passion. Um, it is still a passion and it just, um, instead of being a public health educator now, I'm just, you know, kind of doing it in a more business way. Right. (laughs) So, um, and yeah, and and it really ties to like my love of like, um, wanting to advocate for like food insecurity and Mm -hmm. um, accessibility in general for health, um. You know, there's so much I still need to learn, but it's something I'm willing to continue to do and, um, build coconut whisk, um, alongside of that mission. So
0: I was just thinking as you were talking that I was wondering if you had someone who was an advocate for health and wellness Mm. growing up that really inspired you, or do you feel like maybe you got into this feeling you could fill a void that you wish you would have had
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think it was definitely me. Um, I, I don't think, thinking back, I don't think I've known every, anyone really in my like immediate family or anything who's like very gung-ho about like health. I think mm-hmm. I was really the first one. Um, I'm like probably one of the only vegans in my family still today. Um, some vegetarians, like my younger cousins are like really Gen Z and they all, you know, they're all- <laughs> so they're kind of almost vegan. Um, but yeah, no one really in my sphere. And, um, and this is kind of like a deep, dark secret, but like, uh, one of my biggest fears is like my parents passing away. Um, mm. that like, yeah, it's just like something, it like terrifies me. And so like, mm-hmm. I know, like, I want to, I want to keep their health at, you know, a hundred percent. I want to, um, make sure that I'm doing my part. Um, and then helping other people, especially like, you know, marginalized communities or immigrants, how to understand that. Um, it's a, it's, it's work that I haven't really dabbled too much in, but you know, that's kind of like the deeper thing. I want to make health like accessible and, um, you know, in, in, you know, available to, to everyone and anyone. So,
0: so it's really personal Yeah, to want to yeah. Wanna be a model for that.
1: Right. Exactly. Just, I, I, I want to be a model. That's it. And, um, so that's really why I went into public health
0: Mm -hmm. oh that's beautiful that Um, connection to wanting to model and show people that this is available and it doesn't have to be so scary to talk about health
1: yep yep and making it easy and you know like i can't do everything with you know under the coconuts brand but as like a person like i can continue to advocate for it i can continue to at least impact my family you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah
0: so I just saw that you are a recent recipient of a grant for women of color in business. Congratulations. Yeah. Tell oh, me a little you bit so more much. about
1: that. Sure. So it's with an amazing, amazing um, organization called I Woman, and okay. they partner with caress. Um, and so I Woman is actually the platform I use for crowdfunding hmm. instead of, uh, yeah, instead of uh, Kickstarter, which was the original plan. But um, I decided to go with, Um, I women just because of their, their model of, um, you know, giving, giving education out for free. Like they had this whole course on how to crowdfund for free, um, on their website. And, um, they also, yeah, it's incredible. And like, I, when I went into it, I was so confused and, um, I was gonna, you know, hire like, um, I was going to hire a consultant for like thousands of dollars, um, but then that's a huge risk because I don't know if you know how this will go. Mm-hmm. Um right. It's just really hard. And so I really wanted to like DIY it and just learn. And that's who like that's who I am in nature. I'm really like scrappy and I'm like, all right, how can I stretch <laughs> my buck? Um, you know. Yes, yes. Um, it's a mentality I think I got from my mom and my mm-hmm. dad for sure. Uh, it's just like how to make that, you know, that dollar stretch. And so um I yeah, I um got involved in their program, got some coaching from them, and it was just, it was just amazing, and we were able to reach our goal and actually exceed it. Um, We're, we final, our final, um, our final goal got to, like, 170%. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, we exceeded our goal by 170%, so um, that was really, really fun, Um, and then, yeah, they they, they just have these awesome grant programs that they automatically sign up um, all the all of the, um, like if you're a campaign, if you're a campaign, um, organizer, like you're already automatically entered into these grants. And, um, I was lucky enough to receive one of those. And so it's just like, it's just like the community support is just amazing. And I'm really grateful. um, Yeah. That sounds
0: so beautiful.
1: Yeah. And their mission is just like, I haven't met, I haven't seen like another, crowdfunding campaign like it, you know, um, so it's a really cool platform if anyone who's listening is wanting to, you know, crowdfund or anything like that.
0: Yeah. I'll just definitely have to check it out just cause I'm curious.
1: Yeah. And they don't, you know, like they don't do just like CBG. If you're like a service company, if you're, you know, doing a, like a media company or anything like that, it's, it's such a powerful, um, tool and, um, they definitely help you along the way.
0: So, That's awesome. Congratulations yeah. again.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: So when I was looking at your website, it talked about branding services. And so coconut creative company, it looked like it was something else or like a side business or something. And it talked about personal development. So can you tell me a little bit more about your work in that? Because I was really intrigued by it.
1: Yes. Oh, did you find that through my Instagram? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Coconut Creative is actually something that I just created um kind of just for my own um madness. Like I just love working on projects and I just love like doing, you know, new new things. Um and so what Coconut Creative is, it's pretty much like I was able to grow Coconut Whisk um from zero followers to I think over 11.4k followers now and we have a Pinterest and Instagram and a Facebook page. Um, and it's not, and it's just not the, uh, the follow follow the, the follower accounts. It's really like the, 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 the community we're able to foster mm-hmm. and like genuine connection. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of what I was imagining for the coconut creative. It's like an affordable service for other small businesses who are literally just uh, like starting their social media presence and they have no idea where to go. Cause I remember mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was at that. Point too. I'm like I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of um you know, I don't have like a marketing background. Um but I do have this like I do I feel like I have this like natural like I don't know like eye for it, you know? Yeah. Um and I love social media in general. Like I just love using it. I've used it since, you know, I was a teenager and I love branding. Um and so I just self taught myself everything, diy the whole our, you know, the whole brand direction and the strategy. And so um, that's kind of what I wanted to do for my um you know my fellow peers and anyone who's interested in um, just starting out and needing some help with branding, social media management, anything like that. So well,
0: that sounds amazing, and I may be talking to you personally about that as I grow this podcast.
1: Yeah, I love talking social media honestly, so any any way I can help, I'd love it.
0: That sounds great. So what advice yeah. do you have for? entrepreneurs or small businesses that are just starting out
1: Mm, I love this question um I think first things first there's like a hundred things I could say but the main (laughs) thing is the main thing is to honestly just take action Mm. and do one thing actually no do three things every day that you know will move your business forward that'll either you know I had, I had someone, um, my friend from Bim Bamboo, uh, Zoe, she says like, she asks herself two questions every day. What, how am I going to make money today? And how am, how am I going to make my day easier tomorrow?
0: Um, mm.
1: and so, like that. and so going, yeah. And right. So going off of that, it's like, how can you like, what can you do right now to just get one step closer to your goal? Um, obviously, um, you, you need to develop skills on like how to set like a vision because I think like visualizing and having a vision board, having like top three goals. You don't have to overwhelm yourself because there's so many ways to create goals, et cetera. But like, just start with like, let's say you, you want to start like a tea company, right? It's like have a vision for what you want it to, to be, where you want it to go. Maybe, um, the customers you want to serve, the problem you're solving, um, why you want to do it, and then work backwards from there. And then, Mm. um, you know, that's what we did when we started coconut whisk. We were like, all right, we need, I just had a big poster board. I'm like, all right, we need a business plan. We need, um, you know, like after getting our vision down, we're like, we need a business plan. We need to do our incorporation, um, sign up with the MDA with, um, all the, all the licensing and stuff. And so it's just like, uh, put, put pen to paper, write down what you need to do and do it every single day. It's not going to be cute, but, um, you just got to start somewhere. And, Um, keep evolving.
0: I think that was something I battled for a long time with starting all of this is in my head, it couldn't be rolled out until it was perfect.
1: Mm, And that's
0: so hard. But at some point, one, that's, you know, perfection is silly. And, and two, just starting made me feel like then the momentum was there and I could keep going. But that initial start is so hard.
1: Oh yeah. It's so hard. And so that's why like, I think sometimes you just got to be like, all right, let's just do this. Like for me, I was like, all right, let's just go for it. I had the idea. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what's the worst that could happen? You know? So I'm glad that you didn't let perfection kind of stop you.
0: Yeah. It did for a while, but here we are learning to edit podcasts in GarageBand and see what happens.
1: <laughs> right. And like getting Zoom right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Seriously. <laughs> yeah.
1: I totally get it. It's just, yeah, you, you have to start and you learn as you go and you know, you have to be humble enough to learn your lessons and move on from it and not let the bad things get you down.
0: Mm, That's good advice too. Yeah. You can definitely tell that you've learned a lot along the way with this business.
1: I feel like at age like 10 years to be (laughs) honest. seriously. Uh.
0: So what I have to ask, what are your favorite products? Like what are your favorite things to bake and make from coconut whisk? I haven't tried anything yet, but I'm really excited to, I am a waffle fanatic. So,
1: oh my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah, our waffles, people do love our waffles. So, (laughs) um, I would have to, yeah, I would have to say, um, I do, I really love, our chocolate muffins right now. Um Mm. I'm a big like chocolate person. Um and they're just so hearty and we make them with like no oil or anything. So you just add like plant based milk and you're good to go. Um so I would say that. And then our you know our fan favorite is definitely the pancake and waffle mix. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, that that's been it like sold out like twice this year already. So we have to figure out some Yeah, we have to figure out some supply, you know, and uh and like product management stuff. But um, yeah, we're really grateful for that and yeah, I think you'd really love you really love the waffles.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. So, where did your interest in baking come from?
1: Uh, to be honest, uh I think it started so there was this like moment actually growing up. Um we lived right when we came to America, um I was 6 years old and then okay. we lived we lived for a few years I think. I think it was a few years. Yeah, at my uncle's house. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember you know, me and my cousin being in the kitchen and her, um, her and I making like Aunt Jemima's like pancakes together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not baking, but then she was also a big baker. She, you know, did cakes and she would bring it to the neighbors and, mm. um, she would make pies and, you know, bring it to everyone in our family. And it was just like, that was kind of like the first time I was like, wow, food is like love, you know, food is like a way to yeah um, others. And it's a way to connect. It's a way to, you don't need to speak the same language to, um, to feel something with it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm getting emotional. Just talking about food right now.
0: <laughs> it's such a but love language.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think I just, I've just had this passion for food and especially baking just cause, um, it was my first introduction to like American cuisine type of thing. And, um, mm. uh, I just loved how, um, it just made you feel good you know <laughs> and so I just had a lot of good memories with it and it just carried throughout my life so
0: and there's something about the gathering right like the gathering the, the coming together no matter what people are doing or believing or thinking like there's this space there's this symbolism there
1: oh yeah yeah it's all symbolism right it's just the gathering and I have a big family and we, you know we we sometimes don't know how to like communicate with each other it's like mm-hmm we kind of it's just like our way of showing like affection you know like I joke around my my dad like he's not a very like physical person like we probably hug a few times a year and that's you know that's how we kind of <laughs> um do that but like I remember growing up like he would slice me um he would cut up fruits for me and mm-hmm. he would give it to me and like that was like oh thanks dad like that was really sweet and so it's just like those gestures like it's been imprinted in me since I was little and um yeah that's why I'm just a big fan of Um, what food can do and how it can gather people.
0: So you mentioned that um, a few of your family members are vegetarian, but do you feel like your lifestyle and your business has influenced anyone to change their diet at all?
1: Yeah, I would say I hope so. Yeah, I think (laughs) influence is a good word. Yeah, because like, my parents are, like, more aware of, like, their meat consumption now, because they're, like, wow, Bella's, you know, she's a vegan now for, like, five years almost, and she's, you know, surviving, she's thriving, <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's not, like, dying or anything, and she started a business,
0: and she, right, right.
1: Just, yeah, she's right, it, <laughs> yeah, and they're, like, <laughs> they're, like, wow, this is really cool of her, like, um, and, and that's kind of my, mod- that's, like, my motto for, like, anything, I think, like my, my leadership style, quote unquote, is, is just being a role model and, and being, you know, someone who doesn't just tell you what to do, like someone who shows you what to do. Mm. And so, yeah. And I think like in today's world, like, I think that's so important. Like if you're going to be a leader, you have to be authentic, like walk your talk, you know? Um, so yeah, I would definitely say um, I've influenced my parents to, you know, eat less meat and, um, I hope I'm like a good role model to my cousins. Um, they're all younger, and um, so that's you know that's all you can do. You can't mm-hmm. really you can't force anything.
0: <laughs> but
1: it's so hard not to. <laughs> it's so hard, right? Because you know, and it's like, and then you just gotta you know educate and do it in like a compassionate way, and um, that kind of is what we wanted coconut was to be like very compassionate, very approachable. Like you, you do not need to be vegan or gluten free to um, be a part of our brand, um, to enjoy our products. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I I think that that's something that really resonates with our customers too.
0: So in the beginning we mentioned this, but we didn't really talk about it, that a meal is donated for every purchase.
1: Yep, exactly. So, um, we currently partner with food for life global. Um, they're the world's largest vegan hunger relief. Um, and so they have like, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And it's run by Paul Turner. He's, um, he's, he used to be like a former monk and he was like a yogi and he's a yogi and he has, he lives in like an animal sanctuary in, um, uh, where where is it? It's not Costa Rica, but it's somewhere in the, uh, uh, South it's What a dream. I know, right? I'm like, you are living my life, (laughs) my dream life. Um, and he runs this, and he runs this, um, nonprofit um, And so we've been with them for almost a year now. Um, and then, so yeah, so every online purchase, we donate a vegan meal to a kid in need. Um, and then we're also looking at other partnerships that are more local and, Mm. um, just doing more work with like, you know, when we have, um, you know, when COVID's out and stuff, we can do more as a team and maybe do, um, like, you know, there's human capital too you can be on the ground doing stuff right um but with that being said also understanding the intricacies of like food policy and how that's Mm. really like the the source um and just making sure we're advocating for strong um strong policies for helping to fight food insecurity you know because food banks are great but like if kids aren't able to receive free and reduced lunch that like i used to like that's a problem. And, um, and, and so it's just like how it's just like a whole system thing, you know? So how do we,
0: can you talk a little bit more when you say food insecurity of what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So food insecurity and like hunger in America today, it's not like we're lacking uh, like calories. We're not lacking calories. We're lacking like nutrition. So that's kind of what we're talking about here. And, um, and so that's kind of, that, that's kind of a direction I want to have as a focus for coconut whisk is to how to make our products even more nutritious, like how to make our pancakes, um, more protein infused, you know, mm, and how to do yeah. it. Yeah. How to do it that, um, how to do it in a way that, um, that we can right now. Um, um, because it's, you know, it's a lot of capital to have new products out and stuff. So, um, yeah. And that, and, and food insecurity is just like, It's just like low income families, um, immigrant families who don't have access to nutrition, nutritional food. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what I want to continue to focus on.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's also great to find companies like yours to support that's got that ripple effect, Mm. which is really great.
1: Yeah. I like that word like ripple effect. Yeah. Cause you know, we start off, you know, we're, we sell vegan and gluten-free baking mixes, you know, we sell cookies, uh, we sell pancakes, but it's like, (laughs) I, it's like, yeah, we want to have more like depth than that. And you know, what if someone, someone wants to go plant-based, they see how easy it is with our cookies. They're like, all right, it's not that hard to go vegan. And then they're like, oh, um, and then it's just like this food thing, you know, like how do we make it more accessible? Because sometimes vegan can be, um, it's just expensive or it's just not something that everyone um, can have. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, and that's a goal for companies, just how to make it more affordable, how to make it so, um, it's just easy, you know, so.
0: Yeah, everyone has to have an entry point into this lifestyle, right? I interviewed someone last week when I asked how he became vegan, he said, I tried a veggie pizza and I was surprised at how good it was.
1: Wow. That's (laughs) awesome. And he
0: was just intrigued. And so, you know, I wouldn't underestimate some good vegan cookies and sparking someone's (laughs) interest.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. You just got to, yeah, it's like that approachability, you know, you're just Mm -hmm. approachable. Uh, And then you open someone up to like a new way of living, um, a cool community. Um, So that's really cool. What a cool story.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned yoga earlier and kind of having some good habits that help you ground down. But what do you do now to slow down and become conscious? And has that evolved over time?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. The core of it has been like just movement and like doing yoga. Um, that really introduced me to like holistic health and mm. and wellness. And so um, a few practices I do is I, you know, I try to wake up early in the morning. I try to um, have like a a stable and solid, um, consistent morning routine. So Mm -hmm. I like to, I like to stretch. I like to um, try to just like sit and just like think about things I'm grateful for, things I'm excited about, Um, maybe visualize something that I'm, that I'm excited to see happen. Um, And then um, I like to journal and then read for like 10 minutes, you know, and when I journal, it's just like anything in my head, anything or something I'm grateful for. Um, and, and those practices really help set myself up for a good day. Um, and then and then it sometimes as, it's as easy as unplugging for the day and, you know, hanging out with my dogs. I, I love being around like animals and kids. Um, that's like my favorite thing ever. I think mm-hmm. um, there's something about them that just reminds you of like, what it means to be like human, you know, it's just to be present and to be happy. Um, so um, I love doing that. Um, to ground me. Um, and, and yeah, just like eating a good meal without being on my phone, making myself a good meal. Those are all really awesome things I love to do to help myself.
0: That's a really good list.
1: Thank you. <laughs> it helps me.
0: <laughs> what have I not asked you if anything that you want people to know about you? Or that you want to share?
1: Uh I think that's really it. Um, I really appreciate these questions, though they're really, they're really good, and it flowed really naturally. So.
0: Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, should we plug? Should I like plug in like Coconut Whisk's website or anything? Yeah, that um, was my
0: last question. Where can people connect oh. connect with you or find out more about Coconut Whisk and everything we talked about?
1: Yeah. So coconutwhisk.com is our website, and then um, my personal Instagram is at underscore Bella Lamb. Um, and that would be, you know, the best place to get in touch with me or, um, to learn more about coconut whiskey.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me
1: today. Yes, this was such a great chat. I almost cried a few times, so thanks. Yeah, you made me
0: <laughs> emotional too. It was really the power of food and the power of trying to just embody, what you believe in the work you do, it's really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I hope you're feeling as inspired and motivated as I am after listening to Bella talk about her story. As always, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're enjoying this, give it a review on Apple
1: Podcasts and help me out. See you next week.